you only go as far as your starting quarterback can take you. But today I want to look at how far can Emmett Moorhead take Boston College? We'll get into that on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. Today's episode is going to be about Emmett Moorhead, Sayoni Hala, and Eagles in the NFL getting some of that cash. Let's start off with Emmett Moorhead. Now, uh, earlier this weekend, I saw a picture of Emmett Moorhead training in, I believe it was Alabama, with Phil Dracovic and another quarterback. Now, I was wondering, I you know, when I watch, when I looked at that, first of all, Emmett Moorhead looked absolutely enormous compared to everyone else, and he's he should be. He's about six six. He's one of the biggest quarterbacks I've ever seen live. But my bigger question is, as he continues to improve, and there was a humongous jump from 2022 to 2023. Uh, sorry, 2021 to 2022. What kind of jump could Moorhead take next season? Where could Moorhead take? this offense. And there's a lot to look at here. Now, if you look at his statistics, you have to, you have to, to be reasonable with where he was at because the first, uh, I think it was eight games. He was backup. So he's, his statistics are a little warped if you're looking at yards per game, but really you look at his month of November when he was installed as the starting quarterback for the Eagles, you saw, a quarterback that was averaging over 250 yards per game. He did that in every game again, except for that, that uh, the shellacking that they took in Notre Dame against Duke against U- NC state and against Syracuse. He had relatively strong games in terms of passing yards and touchdowns. If you break it down, um, he had, I believe two, 300 plus yard games. He had, um, I believe it was like a eight to four interception ratio and um, pulling it up right now. I, I didn't do a good job of writing this down. Yeah. He had a nine to five to, uh, touchdown to um, interception ratio in those last couple games. But if you take out the Notre Dame game, which I know isn't fair to do something like that. He had a seven to two ratio. And that was against two decent defenses. Syracuse had a good defense. And NC State and Duke both have de- good defenses. So it's not like he was doing this against uh, Maine and, and UConn, which, uh, yeah, I know they lost to UConn, right? But I saw a lot. I saw a lot out of Emmett Moorhead last year. And I'm not saying he's going to jump to become the best quarterback in the ACC. If you're thinking that's where he's going to go, I think you're going to get yourself disappointed and you're setting yourself up, setting yourself up to be unreasonable. Um, and I, I think it's good to look at what Moorhead came from. And that is, it, it, and that kind of gives you an idea of where his trajectory should go. Now he, in 2021, he had a couple starts before Jakovic came back. Or no, he didn't have a couple starts. He got thrown into a couple games. It was that Syracuse game and the Louisville game. And he looked awful. He looked like a guy that had never played college football before. It was bad. Now, 
he had only played periodically in high school. He hadn't played in 2020 at all. And that was really his first like go round and he did it in college. So it was like, he was just kind of thrown out there. It wasn't a very uh, reassuring outing. I'm going to say that right now. He did not look like he was ready. And you know, as behind as he looked, you you were wondering, is is he going to be able to get to that next level? You get to 2022. Moorhead comes in. He's playing behind Dracovic. You see him in some mop-up games here and there. And then Dracovic goes down against UConn. And as Marty Party said, he threw a beautiful long ball to Zay Flowers, who dropped a pass um, that would have been a big one for BC. And then after that, I thought he looked pretty strong. Um, You know, was he perfect? No, but again, this is only his first full year. And it's not even a first full year. It's first full four games as a starter. I have a hard time. I see David Smith on, on Facebook saying he's a middle of the road quarterback. I don't know how you can make that assessment yet. I can't make an assessment that he's a good quarterback. I can't make an assessment that he's a bad quarterback. He's played four games. I'm, I'm looking at what I saw and I said, okay, there's something there. There's something there for a guy who has, is just getting his feet underneath him. Will he jump? You know, he, I think there's questions about his real, you know, his accuracy a little bit, but he gets the ball out quickly. He's big. He's not very mobile, but he does. He, <clears throat> he does do some things. I think that'll be really helpful for him. And I don't want to say like, I, I'm not a guy that really wants to look at the statistics and say, Oh, he's a guy that is going to average 275 yards per game next year. I don't think that is a reasonable thing to do because the hope Halfley said it during his press conference is that BC will be able to run the ball again. The BC will be able to, to, to not just rely on having to throw the ball because your running game is completely, um, it was completely, you know, not, not, it was not there. Right. So I don't think he needs to do all that much more next year. If he does what he did at the end of last year, and even maybe, Maybe if he doesn't, you know, even if it goes down a little bit, if there's a run game that they can control the clock, move the ball effectively, you don't have to rely on, on Emmett Moorhead. But that, as Marty Party in our, our comment section says, the running game has to improve. They were last in D1 last year. That's a big, big jump. But that jump, if they can do that, if they can become middle, even middle of the road, you don't need to ha- go from like last to first or last to 25th. Just be 50, 60th there. It's it's that that will help Emmett Moorhead out tremendously. Just just having the threat of running the ball, having the threat that you can block and move the ball. And I know that is a huge emphasis on this offense. So what's the ceiling for him next year? I I, I think a good quarterback. I'm not going to say great yet. I don't think that's a reasonable uh, expectation for him, but a good one, one that makes some big plays like we saw against NC. Okay. Um, okay. So, fo- and uh, we'll get into the comment section here in a second, but I think Moorhead did look really good. 
And football fan says, I think you have jerk whiplash. He looks so much better than jerk when jerk was finally benched, but did he look good? Better than jerk, but may not, may not be good. I was at the Notre Dame game and the game was football fan. I said already that he did not look good in the Notre Dame game. I said, I mean, there, that's an, you had a terrible offensive line against one of the, the, the country's best defenses. I mean, you could throw John Elway back there and he would have got killed or Tom Brady because there was no way he was going to get anything off. And yeah, he looked bad because he, it was against a really good defense in his fourth, third start. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, I'm not giving him huge props here, but I'm going to say that he's three out of the four starts that he, he played other than Notre Dame. I thought Emmett Moorhead looked good. All right. So in a moment, I want to look at, uh, BC Eagles in the NFL talk a little bit about Sayoni Hala and get into uh, some of the other beast, big BC sporting news that's going around the league. We'll get into that in just a moment, but before we do that, I got to tell you about our good old friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the place to go when you want to make your sports wagers. And now with betting legal in Massachusetts, you got to check it out. The, bet, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and it's now the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything, from the money line to points, scores, and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. This is the first time I am putting this out also on Facebook. If anyone wanted to listen to it, I'm streaming it over there as well. And... I was hoping if you are listening on Facebook, head over to our YouTube channel as well and make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Go to Locked On BC slash Boston Locked On Boston College and subscribe to our podcast. Okay, make sure you do that today. All right, and hit the like button too. Yeah, hit the like button if you're listening. Um, you know, so thank you so much. Well, one name I wanted to bring up. You know, we're into the thick of things in the offs and there's a position I think BC has a big need in, and that is the safety position. Now we know Cole Batson is going to be the free safety next year. He started last year. Once uh, J- Jason Matry, who was pushed down to cornerback, they needed to bring a guy up. Um, and he had his moments. He looked good at times. His coverage grade on pro football focus was very good. Um, but you know, he had some trouble with tackling at times like that, but it was his first year as a starter. Hopefully, just like Halfley keeps saying, you want to see these guys grow. You want to see these guys develop. That's part of what BC has always been about is development, right? But that other safety position, this is the position that I think there's a lot of question marks. If there's a, if there's a question mark, like you, you, you know who the linebacker is going to be, whether you think you like them or not, you know who they're going to probably be. You know who the offensive line is going to be. The safety position is the biggest question mark right now. That's strong safety. And they landed Victor Nelson, a 6'4 safety out of Long Island University uh, in the transfer portal. But the question remains, is he going to be the guy that takes over that position? Or could it be one of the young guys? 
And Sayoni Hala, who is out of California, is a four-star safety. Uh, he's a soft, he's gonna be a redshirt freshman this year. He was a guy that I thought I was kind of surprised. I thought he'd play last year, especially once there were injuries. You figured he would kind of take that jump and get into the starting rotation or at least get some playing time. I don't think I saw him out there at all, and he definitely earned his red shirt. He is a he is that hybrid type of linebacker safety that I think w- is perfect for the safety role because Halfley loved what Jaden Lars would be to put him in the box, put him back into coverage, moving him all around to do certain things and give them some flexibility in the way that they ran their defense. Now, Sayoni Hala is, is that kind of guy you, he, he, you know, I think it was last year's um, it was their depth chart last year. I believe he was at linebacker at one point, but he's back at, at defensive back going into this season. So you can expect him to possibly be that strong safety. Uh, he's quick, he's violent, uh, and I, I think this will be a year where he kind of pushes. Will he beat out Nelson? I'm not sure. He, I, I, you know, Nelson is a big dude, and Hala I think is like six two, uh, and he is one of the biggest recruits that that Jeff Halfley has landed in the last couple of years. As a kid that was in the Polynesian Bowl, he played at a big high school in California, he, and I don't think a lot of folks know him. If you don't know him as well. Plug, plug. I had him on the show uh, before he signed with BC. So it would have been the fall of 2021. Uh, you could you could hear our interview with Sayoni Hala, um, which was great to, to get to talk to him. Now, he's one guy I want to watch for. Uh, and I'm going to keep throwing out new names because, you know, I think when Halfley was talking during his first press conference, he was he was discussing how the team has depth. And that, you know, he was mentioning specifically the offensive line, that there's three offensive lines there, that they can get things going, that um, that they have, um, you know, guys that are are building up to college strength. You know, a lot of kids, they had a lot of kids last year that were at uh, high school weights and they needed to get them up. I think Hollow will be one. And I'm going to continue to give you some names to watch for, because I think it's fun to kind of know the names coming up. And from talking and, and hearing about practices and all that good stuff, I'll give you some names that you're going to want to watch for. Now, one other piece I wanted to get to about football, and then we'll get into the final segment, which is kind of our news wrap up of the week, is Eagles in the NFL. And I, I have a few things, a few thoughts I want to get into here. Uh, it was the first day, I believe, of or first day of I think it's legal tampering. I think is, is what they call this one, and BC was in the news quite a bit because Chris Lindstrom uh, received a five year, $105 million contract extension uh, from the Atlanta Falcons. That makes him the highest paid offensive guard in the NFL. That's not the end of the news. We saw Hunter Long. He's heading to the Los Angeles Chargers. That's good. Matt Milano got a, I think it was a $14 million a year contract for a two-year extension from the Bills. And finally, just as I start, sat down to record this, Zach Allen signed with, I believe it was the Denver Broncos. It's a really poorly worded tweet from Adam Schefter. Um, for $45 million, that includes a $32.5 million guarantee at signing. Man, BC lit up the NFL free agencies with paydays here. 
And I'm probably missing one too. I know Hunter long. I got Hunter along. I think that's everyone. John Johnson is still a free agent. He was released by the Browns. I think he's going to get paid too. Now, why am I bringing these up? It's cool to hear about B Eagles in the, in the NFL, Chris Lindstrom, especially that family's awesome. I love Alec. I love Chris. I think their family, I don't know if they still listen. Cause I know both kids are gone, but I know they listened at one point. Um, it's great to see in man. Chris is, Chris is loaded now. Um, but if I was working at BC, I would be plastering this to every single recruiting pamphlet that I send out. And yes, I know they didn't play for Jeff Halfley. That doesn't matter. It matters that they wore maroon and gold. It matters that's a piece that you can sell. You have all these guys from Milano to Lindstrom to Allen to Landry to AJ Dillon. You, you, you've got some good Matt Ryan. You've got some big time names, big time money in the league right now. And you can sell that to recruits. Believe me, these recruits, I've talked to a lot of them. The thing that they bring up is that they want to get paid and get to the NFL. Then they want to get to the NFL and get paid. That's, that's usually the order they say it. Right. And halfley has been selling that, 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 that vision. Now he, he has some even more big ammo here and he's got to take advantage of it, right? He's got to be able to sell that to the kids because if they're wanting, if their goal is to get to the league, you have some big time guys in the league right now, show them those tweets, show them those contracts and say, Hey, this is a, something you can get at Boston college plus a great education in the city of Boston playing in the ACC come play at Boston college. I think it's a slam dunk right there. Now in our final segment, we're going to get off of football for a little bit. We're going to talk about women's basketball. I have some thoughts about some uh, concerning things that have been going on with that program. We're going to talk about baseball finally getting ranked and a few other things that have popped up for BC sports. We'll get into that in just a moment. Locked on BC, AJ Black. If you are listening to this and have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do that right now. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are doing a special little deal here. This is a Locked on BC exclusive. When we get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, we will give away two, two home field apparel um, T-shirts. So those are nice shirts. If you guys know what home field apparel is, you need to get in on that. But we got to get 1,000 first, okay? So join us. I'm going to put the link in the comment section right now. If you're listening and you're not part of our YouTube page, just hit subscribe. It's completely free. doesn't cost you a cent. So let's start with some, some concerning stuff. Let's talk about women's basketball. Women's basketball seemed to, they did not make any of the tournaments this year. They, you know, they were an NIT team last year. Uh, they lost a ton of talent. They had a couple big wins this year, but they just didn't have enough to get to that next level. Now, I don't cover women's basketball, so I don't want to pretend that I know the insides and outsides of some of this stuff. But what I do know is what I see. And that is a ton of players on this roster that have entered the transfer portal over the last two years. And BC Interruption site I used to work for many moons ago did a great job of explaining it. Now, there was, you know, one, two, three, four, six guys, six uh, ladies in the in from 2021 to 2019 that entered the transfer portal, but in the last two years you have Taylor Soul who just won an ACC championship and they credit her as being part of the force that does it. Clara Ford who just won an ACC championship, 
Marnell Garad, Michaelic Dickens, Jalen Batts, Cam Schwartz, Ali Palmieri. And this year, Maria Gekdeng, who I think is the most concerning of all of those because Sol, Garad, Dickens, um, Ford, Schwartz, they were all grad transfers. They had one year left. So I, it was concerning that like it was a mass exodus, but you could also kind of uh, chalk it up to possibly that it was, you know, they want to just have a new experience for that last year. A lot of folks do that kind of thing, right? But Gag Dang is concerning because she was all ACC freshman team last year. She was easily the best player on the team this year. She was, you know, a big center that could block and rebound, do all sorts of big, you know, big guy things for the team. Now she's gone. That That's worrisome. She was just a sophomore and she's leaving. I don't know what's going on with BC women's basketball. And I, if I had sources, I'd ask, but I don't, I'm not connected to the women's basketball team. I do say, I just, I go by what I see and it's concerning. Now, now you have a team that looked like they were starting to take a step this year. It wasn't like they were great. They were just taking a step in the right direction. And you would hope that, you know, Gak Dang is a junior and they had some other talented play, players on this team that they would take that next step and become a potential uh, tournament team next year. Now you lose your best player and you take a step back. I don't know what's going on over there. I'm just concerned. Baseball, though. Baseball, I am not concerned about because after winning four games last year week with one against number two, Tennessee, and two against number 10, Virginia Tech, baseball is ranked. Baseball America ranked BC number 18 in the country after a solid week last week, while Joey Fatrano, who had four home runs, was named ACC Player of the Week. Big week for the BC baseball team. And it's only going to get harder for them as they have a big weekend series against Florida State in Tallahassee. Florida State is number 20-something in the country, I believe. Now, D1 baseball did not rank BC, and I, I made some shots at them on Twitter because I thought it was stupid that Virginia Tech got ranked higher than them, even though they have more losses. And BC beat them twice. But as as uh, Gambino said today, it's all about where you end up. It's all about you know what they put into every game. And right now, in big time work into some of these wins, and it's exciting. So you know, Vitrano, what, uh, after hitting four home runs, looks to be like a, a real offensive threat for this team. While they're pitching well, they're doing everything well, as I've said before. Uh, they're not going to have a midweek game because unfortunately. Um, they were scheduled to play Holy Cross. It, did, it was confusing. It looked like they were TBA play. I don't know how they do the midweek games for that. But we're about to get um, smashed with the Nor'easter up here in Massachusetts with snow and rain and all sorts of good stuff. So their game got canceled. So we'll have to wait for Doak, uh, not Doak, for, for Tallahassee this weekend and see where BC ends up. Uh, thank you all for listening to our show today. If you have not done so, follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Uh, we hopefully, the one thing that we didn't talk about today was the transfer portal opened for for men's basketball. And there was, uh, I saw a great tweet um, that said, every, every player in a, G, uh, a group of six school or um, mid-major school that had 10 or more points is now in the transfer portal. Because that's basically what happened. But the one thing that I noticed was there are zero BC players. So far, not, I'm not expecting that to change. I, I mean, I am expecting that to change, excuse me, because 
you know, I saw DeMar Lankford's cryptic tweet. Um, TJ Bickerstaff had one as well. And uh, CJ Penna looks like he's done. So there may be a few uh, other ones to look for. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. If anything changes, uh, st- follow me on Twitter. And if you have not done so already, Eagle insider, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our, our, our site. I have tons of recruiting news up there and I hope to see y'all again soon. Take care everyone.